It's Paisley Stew. Talking to my sock, baby. <laughs> hey, this is Steve. And this is Jason. We invited some friends over to read our screenplay of a film that will probably never be made. It's based on our early life and even includes original songs we wrote and recorded back in the day. This is raw, uncut and far from perfect. Our friends were reading the script for the first time and there are stuff-ups and diversions galore. There's the occasional canned laughter in the bits that we thought were hilarious and nobody else did. Or when Steve told me to. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy our masterpiece, masterpiece as, as much as we do. Paisley Stew! It's the late 80s. Suburban Melbourne, Australia. Stew is bored and just disenchanted. He has big dreams but no means of realising them. Then he stumbles upon his neighbour's intriguing world. JD's life bursts with creativity, chaos and dysfunction. This is exactly the spark Stu needs. As their unlikely friendship grows, the pair navigates musical highs and lows, murky family dramas, tricky romances, snails, and even the fantastical realm of the supernatural. Will Stu keep his head as things become stranger, deadlier, and darker in this delightful retro tragic comedy? In the words of his sleazy workmate, Kurt, Stu's a bit of a dickhead but he knows what he wants. Stu's house. Kitchen. Early evening. It is nearly dinner time. Stu sips tea in his usual chair at the table. Close on Stu, as a conversation takes place between his parents in the backyard. Ron, who's Ron? Ron. That's Hillary. Hillary's Ron. Oh, actually, I spoke to him. No, I'm Oh, yeah, in the background. Hillary, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Go, Hillary. Mash those spuds, would you, Ron? Nice and creamy now. No lumps. No problem. Where's the masher? You know <laughs> where the masher is. It's been in the same spot for 15 years. Stu looks distractedly <laughs> up uh, at his cup. Cutlery has been nicely laid. A segment on a travel show appears on TV. He promptly leans over and turns up the volume, cutting off his parents' chatter. What's the problem? Oh, what's so interesting, Stewie? The TV blares out. It's New York. New York? (laughs) I don't know why you'd want to go there. Too many people. It's the centre of the world. Woody Allen, Andy Warhol, Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth! Hillary bustles over and turns the TV down, then begins serving dinner. Everyone settles down to eat silently. Suddenly, a loud knock on the door. Hillary's knife screeches across the plate. A look of complete horror on her face. Uh, don't they know we always eat at 5.30? Don't answer it. The family resumes eating. Another knock, more insistent now. Hillary sits bolt upright. Stu lays down his cutlery. I'll get it. Stu's house, front door, early evening. Stu opens the door. JD looks back in through the screen door. Stu is surprised, then curious. TV and background dinner sounds can be heard. 
JD. You know, Chris is still away. Uh, yeah. So? So, so how is Chris? Yeah, good. Last we heard. So, what really brings you here? JD holds up the guitar for sale poster. You took it down! <laughs> well, I'm interested. From within the house, utensils hit on plates. Stu looks distracted. It is dinner time. Can you come back at 6.30? Okay, cool. Stu's house. His bedroom. Evening. Stu sits on the bed, scratching stuff on a pad. The Smiths style music plays quietly on a record player. Stuart? Stu? (laughs) GD's here. Stu rises slowly, smoothing out a crease on his bed. Close up of JD's hand knocking on Stu's door. A notice can be seen which shows all the people banned from entering the room and the consequences thereof, JD included. Stu eventually opens the door, barely discernible through the crack. Hey. So, you're going to rip my arms off if I walk past this point? What? Well, JD looks exasperated, sighs, and points to the notice on the door. Ah, come on in, JD. Your arms are quite safe. (laughs) Stu begins setting up the guitar and amp as JD enters. As the door creeps ajar, we see Ron and Hilary in the living room watching TV. JD looks around at the um, orderliness of it all. Posters of the band Kiss fill the walls. A fresh painting sits on an easel. JD sits in a chair facing the bed. Nice painting. Thanks. (laughs) Stu hands his guitar to JD, then sits with arms crossed, waiting for a performance. JD strums a few chords self-consciously, eventually handing back the guitar. I've uh, really only played rhythm. Maybe you could show me some lead stuff? Stu nods a little dubiously and takes the guitar. He turns the volume up on the amp and plays some good-sounding riffs. JD is impressed. Suddenly, there is a thud. Ron's slipper has hit the door, opening it up a little. The slipper slides to a rest at JD's feet. Stu and JD look down at it and then look up at each other, smiling. Well, that's something you don't see every day. Stu puts a guitar down, which is still squealing with (laughs) feedback. Well, why don't you come around to mine Saturday night? We'll have a proper play then. Uh, Okay. As long as I haven't sold it by then. Paisley Stew is sponsored by... Owsley Burrows. Owsley Burrows. Owsley Burrows. Half man, half animal, half legend. to our normal programming. Stu's house, front door, early evening. Stu sets out walking from his house to JD's, two houses away, with his guitar. Stu's garden is meticulously groomed. There is a steady, distant beat emanating from JD's, which becomes louder as Stu approaches. Presently, Stu enters JD's yard, 
which is very unkempt. The grass is long, the music equipment is scattered everywhere, the music is much louder now, uh, with the guitar sound quite prominent. Stu unconsciously walks to the rhythm. Roy, 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 JD's father, is loading his truck, a blue Dodge, with a large psychedelic mural painted on its side. Roy, with a cigarette dangling from his mouth, jumps out of the back of the truck. He picks up a speaker horn from the front yard, nonchalantly pours water out of it, then lifts it into, into the truck. Seeing Stu, he smiles broadly. Hey Stu, what brings you here? Oh, just here to jam with JD. Great, it's about time. He hasn't done much music since Chris left. Stu grimaces slightly. Renee, JD's impish nine-year-old sister, runs up and stomps on Stu's foot, startling him. What do you want? I want you to stop stomping on my foot. No, what do you want? Ah, uh, your brother. Well, why didn't you say? I'll take ya. Renee pulls Stu by the hand towards the house as Roy continues loading the truck. Renee pushes open the front door of the house. JD's house, lounge room, early evening. Stu's POV. The lounge room is chaotic and cluttered. The antithesis of Stu's house. Among other music-related framed pictures, an Art Garfunkel album, actually signed by Paul Simon, and a clock adorn the nicotine-stained walls. They are oh, there are overstuffed chairs and cushions everywhere. Stacks of CDs, LPs and magazines are strewn carelessly over tables. A stereo system completes the 70s-style knickknacks for shelf space. There is also a very large pair of sneakers. Speakers. Speakers. <laughs> there might have been sneakers too. I, I, I could see the sneakers in my mind. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's say, let's say, let, okay, we'll go speakers. You know, if that's in the script, we'll go with <laughs> That's fine. Let's go with the script. <laughs> okay, Penelope. JD's 15-year-old sister and Dazza, her boyfriend, are kissing on the couch. Beside Dazza is his flying V guitar. Rene runs up to them screaming in horror at their canoodling. No, that's disgusting! Oh, Rene jumps between them, sitting with arms crossed. No, you are. You're disgusting. <laughs> no, you are. Kissing like that? Stu is at a loss with, his, with this situation. Renee continues to wriggle between Penelope and Dazza. Follow the noise, Stu. Stu walks towards the stairs. Hey, Stu. Stu turns back to Renee. If you want me to play keyboards, I've been called a progeny. <laughs> Stu smirks and then walks back towards the kitchen. JD's mum, Aileen, is there cutting Mavis's hair. Oh, who's Aileen? Me. I believe it's me. Go, go, Aileen. <laughs> go for it. He's upstairs, Stu. Oh, hi, Stu. Stu reacts to the sight of Mavis by moving faster towards the narrow stairs. Stu's POV. He climbs the stairs. 
and the music becomes louder still. JD's house, JD's bedroom, early evening. Stew's POV. Upstairs in his attic bedroom, JD is lying on the floor playing clunky chords on a large semi-acoustic guitar. The song is heavy and mid-paced. One foot plays a kick pedal on the bass drum. There's a guitar effects pedal on JD's right, which he presses periodically with his elbow. Two large speakers, could be sneakers though, um, are, are pointed directly at his ears. A microphone is positioned hovering above his head. JD's feet point towards the far window. Stu tries to attract JD's attention, but without luck. JD's eyes are closed and he is absorbed in the music. JD! No reaction. JD! Still nothing. Stu looks around and notices guitar for sale poster stuck to the wall. Stu reacts negatively to the sight of this. Getting on his knees, he puts his face only inches from JD's. JD! <laughs> JD stops playing, or playing suddenly, and his eyes, what's that? Oh, bulge open. Startled, <laughs> he raises his head, bumping his forehead into the microphone, which produces wild feedback. Stu laughs unexpectedly. Yeah, you're gonna laugh. No, that was his <laughs> feedback. Yeah, I know, but then I'm you just laugh. I'm giving you your feedback. Oh, you're hearing my feedback. <laughs> but now, now you've got to laugh. You've got to laugh. But now oh. it's expectedly, though. Yeah, but you have to unexpectedly do it. <laughs> so anytime, okay. we not, we'll try not to expect it. Oh, got to surprise all of us. Here it comes. Okay. That was a surprise. That was, <laughs> that was, that, that was lame, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was unexpected it was <laughs> in its lameness. Oh, I, can't, I can't do it now. It's too forced. He's laughing at JD struggles over yeah, to his desk, <laughs> slightly tripping through the maze of cables and mic stands to turn the volume down on the amplifier. He then sits on the bed and gestures to Stu to sit down on the drum stool. Stu walks over and perches himself on the drum stool. JD picks up a cable from the floor, hands one end to Stu and plugs the other into an amp. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what shall we play? Stu shrugs and starts playing a funky rhythm with chords, oh, uh, but with uncertainty. Uh, <laughs> JD attempts to analyse the rhythm and chords. He taps out a beat and loops it in the echo deck. After some experimentation, JD plays the backing chords, over which Stu plays a riff. It sounds impressive, but eventually someone plays a wrong chord and the song breaks down. That wasn't bad. We'll come back to it. Um, that other thing you were playing, what was it? Queen Elizabeth. Stu nods. Well, something Chris and I used to play. It sounded great with drums. Stu suddenly plays a huge discordant power chord with aggression. JD's reaction is one of bewilderment. I don't want you sound out in bewilderment. Canvas factory, workroom, day. The power chord still rings out from the previous scene. Close on stew in overalls. His head is down, but a slight frown can be discerned. Kurt pipes up. 
So you had a route yet? Stu looks up straight ahead. He takes a moment to comprehend the question. After a slightly exaggerated pause... Uh, uh, this thing between me and Julie, that's more subtle than that. Stu and Kurt stand across a table from each other. Stu is setting letters in a stencil frame spelling Jack Moeth. Hmm. We see a a roller, ink bottle and ink pad. Kurt has a girly magazine in front of him, laid out lengthways to show the centrefold. He is attempting to eat a meat pie. (laughs) Well, well, that's a no, you dickhead. So what did you do on the weekend then? I played some music, actually. Julie enters, carrying a large box. She puts it on the table and starts unpacking its contents, which are the jackets that Stu is required required to stencil. Yeah, it was all originals, you know. I'm the lead guitarist. Stu looks at Julie, but she's nonplussed. <laughs> so, the lead guitarist can't get a root. <laughs> oh, we're strictly about the music. Julie rolls her eyes and dumps a pile of jackets in front of Stu, who has now finished putting the stencil together. So, what type of music is it? Poodle rock? Cock rock? Epic doom metal? Porno grind? And this, Kurt makes a full body gesture, which is overtly suggestive. Uh. Close up. (laughs) (laughs) Of girly magazine. (laughs) Uh, Meat Uh. from the pie splatters on the page, landing on a naked lady's crotch. Stew is unimpressed. Kurt quickly brushes the mints off the page. Julie, meanwhile, looks completely disinterested. Oh, none of the above. We're quite unique, actually. When's your gig? Oh, none planned yet, but you'll see us on countdown before you know it. Mm. Close on jacket. Stu places the full Jack Moeth stencil on the breast pocket and starts rolling ink on. Julie picks up the empty, empty box and starts walking out of frame. Get back to work, you losers. At the door, Julie turns slightly. Oh, by the way, countdown ended two years ago. <laughs> she walks out. Close on Stu removing the stencil, showing Jack Moeff printed on the jacket. It's Steve and Jason again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Paisley Stew. If you feel any kind of urge to get in touch with us, send an email to paisleystew at gmail.com. No dick pics. <laughs> Thanks to our friends Bo, Matt, Belinda, Jane and Cam. And thank you for listening.